Last week, that was uh, Wednesday, May 17, I was one of about 15 people who gathered outside the Japanese consulate in Burke Street, Melbourne, to protest about that country using its G7 presidency to promote the continued use of fossil fuels and undermine the transition to clean energy. This is the latest episode of Climate Conversations and I'm your host, Robert McLean. This podcast is assembled here in Shepparton, in northern Victoria, Australia, on the lands of the Yorta Yorta people. Yes, the stolen lands of the Yorta Yorta people, and I pay my respects to their elders, past, present and emerging. The protest was organised by Friends of the Earth in Melbourne and Solutions for Climate, and it was organised in solidarity with Fossil Free Japan, head of the upcoming or head of the present G7 meeting in Hiroshima. I went to the protest intending to record all the speakers and therefore have a decent coverage of the whole event, but I made some mistakes with my recording and only got a few words from one of the speakers, and that's Elise Cunningham, who is with the Sustainable Cities Collective from the Melbourne office of Friends of the Earth. Here is what Elise had to say. Back in April, the G7 Ministers' Meeting on Climate, Energy and Environment was held in Sapporo. The joint communique included a commitment to achieving a decarbonised power sector by 2035, as in the previous year. It also noted that accelerating the transition to clean energy is the key to energy security and that the phase-out of unabated fossil fuels must be accelerated. This statement is an indication of the international community's strong sense of urgency regarding the need to strengthen measures in the face of the accelerating climate crisis. Extending the life of thermal power generation through co-firing of hydrogen, ammonia and biomass, or CCS. Fuel sources and technologies such as hydrogen, ammonia and CCS have yet to be proven for practical application and commercialisation, and their emission reduction effects and economics are questionable, which will delay real measures from being implemented, and these technologies will not be ready in time for 2035. Although hydrogen and ammonia are mentioned in the joint statement as low-carbon technologies, various conditions are attached to their development and use, including the need to be able to demonstrate emission-reducing effects and consistency with the 1.5 degree target. It is very important for us that you all from Australia put pressure on the Japanese government and Japanese corporations that are still running fossil fuel projects in Asia and Australia by holding a protest and showing solidarity during the G7 summit. We need to strengthen our international cooperation to make Japan completely withdraw from all of their fossil fuel projects and financial supports. Not only during the G7 summit, let's continue to focus on amplifying the voices of people throughout the world, especially from Asia where many Japanese fossil fuel projects are ongoing despite the severe impacts of climate change in the region against the Japanese government and Japanese corporations. The entire group was remarkably cooperative and they used my microphone like a speaking stick, handing it around the group. Elise Cunningham was just one of the speakers. Beyond her, we had the Senior International Climate Campaigner, Solutions for Climate Australia, the Climate Action Network Australia, Erin Ryan, and the International Liaison with Friends of the Earth Australia, Pat Simmons, and also a Healthy Futures member. The protest was small and it appeared to be totally ineffective but it wasn't because the consulate has actually closed for the day once they got word of the fact that there was to be a protest at the front of the office and so small quiet 
but effective. Yes, the protest could be deemed a success, as it kept the concerns Friends of the Earth have for the continued use of fossil fuels front and centre for the Japanese government. The closure of the consulate would be noted in Canberra, at the consulate in Canberra, and therefore back in Tokyo. So the protest had some impact. What's the G7 all about? Well, here's an explanation from Newsbreak, and you'll find the link for this video clip in the show notes. Hey, my name's Nat, and this is Newsbreak. Prime Minister Anthony Albanese has landed in Japan for the G7 summit. But what is it, and why are we there? Here's Thomas. Seven leaders from around the world have gathered in Hiroshima, Japan. Here comes the US President, Joe Biden, for this year's G7, or Group of Seven, summit. There's Rishi Sunak from the UK and Italy's Georgia Maloney. It's a regular event where representatives from the world's seven wealthiest democracies come together. Justin Trudeau, Canada. To find solutions to serious global problems. And here's Germany and France. With that, we have all seven G7 countries. Wait, what's going on? The President of Brazil? Cook Islands? Anthony Albanese? We need more chairs. Find more chairs. Yep, the G7 has sent invitations far and wide this year, with eight additional guests joining the core G7 countries, including us. But why? Well, along with discussing important things like climate change and the global economy, a lot of the conversations this year are set to focus on two countries that didn't make the invite list, Russia and China. With Russia's ongoing invasion of Ukraine and China's expanding military presence making their way to the top of the agenda, Japan is hoping to show a strong, united front on these issues. So it's invited a few extra countries this year who might have something to add. They'll all be in talks for the next three days, so we'll have to wait and see what comes out of it. We've reached the end of this episode of Climate Conversations. Thanks so much for your company. It was great to have you along. And please, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with your friends. In fact, I'd love you to share it with your friends because we all need to know all we possibly can about the climate crisis and how we should respond. So until we talk again, please take care, stay safe, and please be kind, for everyone you meet is fighting a great battle. And I urge you to follow this podcast because if you do that, you'll be automatically alerted every time I publish a new episode. Finally, don't forget to check out the show notes, as you'll find links in there to Friends of the Earth in Melbourne and the earlier explanation of how the G7 works. So please remember, you take care, stay safe, and keep abreast of what's happening in the climate conversation.